right, good people, let's get this thing started. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Armbar Chronicles. I am your boy, Young Smuff Diggy. What's up, y'all? Young Clifton, back in here. With the bare white boy. This your boy, uh, old-ass old Demetrius. What's going on, y'all? They're, they're caught me off guard, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> and as per got, usual... You got real low for the ladies. <laughs> Man, y'all messing up my intro. (laughs) And as per usual, we are back to give you this good wrestling. Um, We're going to do this a little different. You know, we've been off two weeks. A lot of things happened. We really don't care about all of those things happened. The the majority of what this episode is going to entail is... The, the magic of the Clap Brothers, the the Rap Battlers, the Negro Usus, and and all of their shine. Um, Tuesday for SmackDown, we had the Rap Battle, which features the New Day versus the Usus with Wale as the fucking referee and and I'm gonna let you guys go for it uh Cliff tell them about tell them about the rap battle Let's just a go. little bit <laughs> okay everybody the, the stage was set when they announced when they, on the show that we were actually going to have a real life rap battle between as y'all see the clap the clapback brothers and in the new day, and not only do we have this rap battle, the rap battle was hosted by my Wale Falarin. And and what you know, in like real rap fashion, they both each came out with entourages. Of course, the, the Usos entourage looked like that again that they will rob from you in a minute. It got you know? it got real black. <laughs> it was like one of the blackest segments can, can, ever. Can I be honest with you guys. What's up? <laughs> It got, real, it got real scary when the Usos and the niggas came out. Bruh, it was Usos and the niggas. It got real scary. <laughs> like, even though the entourage was mainly white, yeah. it, they were just dressed as niggas. I was yeah. like, oh shit, this is about to be the blackest thing these white women and white children have ever seen at 9 p.m. at night. And it was in Phoenix too, so you know that it was pretty much was, a little white crowd looking like, oh my god, I did not take a little Johnny to go see this. It was no. very white. Can I, the can I speak to Vince McMahon, man, please? No, 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 no ma'am, you no. can't. <laughs> so welcome to the Uso Penitentiary, man. <laughs> but you know, in in typical New Day fashion, they came with an entourage that kind of resembled the Adam Rose party. Yep. Party pack people, which I mean that's cool, you know. But I was, I wasn't even checking for the New Day bars. Like the Usos really gave you Smack DVD. You can tell they were looking at the URL tag team rap battles before they came in, and they had it. They had it down packed. Like I couldn't do anything but enjoy the entire segment of of this, especially when. Even though WWE edited it out from their YouTube video, yeah. when 
bigger oos delivered <laughs> delivered the line about don't get rated R like your boy Xavier Woods. And then saw that live and then brought it back. And then brought it back. Like, hey, just in case you didn't know that we are referring to his sex tape, we're going to tell you again that we are referring to the sex tape. And I'm pretty sure it's a bunch of people who may have not have known about the tape just Googled, why did Bigger Oose say, don't get rated R? And then probably a whole sheet of page just came up. And now everyone is exposed. To, to Xavier Woods getting rated R. It was an excellent segment. I don't know. What, what are you guys' thoughts? What, what impressed me the most uh, about the Usos, like, I feel like they've been waiting for opportunity to rap in the WWE ring. Like, they strike me as rappers who just happen to wrestle. Like, we kind of it's a family thing, but we actually about these bars. Like, it wasn't terrible. Like, I feel like you said, they've been watching the Smacks. They've been watching the Smack DVDs. They're watching the Double Impact. Like, they had the back and forth thing going. I was like, oh, shit, them niggas going. And, like, I thought it was going to be, like, some hokey, like, some cheesy shit. But, nah, Usos came to bring them bars. Yes. <laughs> they wasn't playing with them. Like, yeah. Kofi Kingston thought the shit was sweet. <laughs> oh, I it was sweet. Yeah, smaller oops had to let him know shit wasn't sweet. No, and it was like Kofi came gave gave everybody the wrong sides for a stop sign, talking about a hexagon. But to Kofi's credit, he did put up an IG about the difference between a hexagon and the octagon. So he already knew that he fucked up. Yeah. So at least he at least he owned up to it. But like you said, the you could tell the Usos, them niggas rap. Yeah. I mean, it, it might not be, you know, super, super professional, but you can tell that they rap. Um, we know back in the day when John Cena, when they discovered John Cena rapping and the doctor of thugonomics or whatever, he used to rap in the back of the bus with Rikishi. Uh, a lot of the old timers had a lot of stories about Big Yoke Dog, Yokozuna. Um, always, if he was driving, always listening to some kind of crazy rap music. So these guys just rapping is probably in their blood. You can tell probably the the one who was kind of out of place was Big E. Yeah. Out of the whole thing. Not saying that he did a bad job, but it just he just seemed it's, uncomfortable with trying to drop these good bars. Biggie Big didn't have any kind of flow. No. It was just like a I some niggas in the back wrote this for me, so I'm just gonna give you all this. Yeah. Like he had no kind of flow. Yeah. I, I think mean, uh Kofi was kind of bad too. I feel surprisingly, uh Xavier was yeah. The, like, Xavier the was doctor. Straight. The doctor had to save him. I feel like he was kind of, kind of like pissed about the X-rated comment, so he was like, "I'm gonna get these niggas these bars." <laughs> and they gonna shut up. Yeah. But it. Go ahead. Now I'm just saying, but I I heard word on the street is like they wrote them separately. Like the Usos yeah. did their thing over here, and knew they did their thing over here. So it's yeah. like okay, 
we're going to make our reaction very natural. Yep. So, like, if you it look is, at it, it pro- yeah, if you look at it in slow motion, when Bigger Ooze dropped the line, you can tell Kofi was trying to hold in the laugh so hard. Xavier looked like he was about to turn red if a black person could. Yeah. And Wale just down there fell on the floor. <laughs> and, and the thing is, too, like, the crowd was kind of behind the Usos. Yeah, you, no, we had a, we had a face turn. You, you got to respect it, man. Like I said, when they break, yeah. this is what happens when you actually, you know, take, when, again, we actually give these guys actual, you know, some free reign on their character. Because like you said, I mean, you actually said something real good that it seems like these guys, I'm actually going a step further, brother. I don't think these guys wait, not waiting, you know, just for the moment to do this rap. I think they just waited a long time to just get this gimmick off the ground, personally, bro. Because you could just tell, man. Ever since, ever since the heel turn, man, they've just waited for this moment, and really, they have just, they, they, they just ran with the ball, man. And again, you gotta respect it. That's why I think the crowd got behind them. Yeah, like you said, man. I mean, man. I think I really think it was a culmination of everything that they put in so far, and. And, 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 and you got the goal that we got this past Tuesday. Yeah, the, the Usos are probably the the most comfortable I have ever seen. I was just about to say uh, that. Other, <laughs> other than the New Day, like the most comfortable black act. Well, The Rock. But, okay, Rock and New Day. The most comfortable black act. It was like yeah. everything Farouk had. It was weird until APA Ahmed Johnson yeah. was always angry with shoulder pads on and his no, tricep. And no strip. <laughs> and no strip because he got allergies when he wrestled. <laughs> no, I love Ahmed Johnson. He's terrible. God, he's <laughs> man, that shit was dope, man. It was. I, I was surprised it. by it. Like I thought it was gonna be awful. I was like, man, yeah. this shit's gonna be terrible. They about to embarrass the culture. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was worried day. about. I was like, oh shit. That's what I was worried about. I thought, I thought like it was just gonna be some coonery, you yeah. know. But I, I think they like really represented for, you know, the rap battle genre of hip hop yeah. to the best of their ability on a PG show. I wouldn't be surprised if they did like a, another another round or some shit, but we'll see. Nah, just just let this just let this go. You know how WWE is. I know. Just <laughs> let it go. WWE's going to WWE, y'all. So wait, them niggas kind of like this. Let's run it back. <laughs> Let's run it back. They're gonna have a and they kept calling it a the white people kept calling it a wrap off. Like you know, <laughs> shut up. What is this? No, nah, it was like who's on SmackDown? Oh, uh, JBL, Tom, Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. Yeah, Tom, Tom Phillips. Phillips kept saying Byron Saxon better not say a rap off. I wouldn't be surprised if you did. Tom Phillips kept saying a rap off. Ain't ain't no one ever had a rap off in the history of rap. <laughs> a rap off. <laughs> no. Oh, white shout out to white people. Shout out to white people. Shout out to white Always messing up everything. It's oh. cool though. We love you. All right. Anything? Anything else from the wrap off battle? Uh, 
Since we got since we got that out of our system, what did what did you want to say, Young Cliff? No, I said likewise, man. It's the exact same thing, man. It was a great great surprise, great surprise that we got for a pretty good episode of SmackDown. So. Had extremely low expectations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, since we got that out of our system, I I needed to I needed to start with that. You know, black excellence is always good at the top of any show. And the Usos and the New Day Rap Off battle was brought to you by the album release of Jay Z, the four forty four four four. Um it is it is touted as an album for grown folk, or as fifty cent would like to call it, golf course music. Said it was said it was too smart. He said it was too smart for the young people. I dug it, you know, because I'm old with a family and an enjoyable day for me is cutting the grass symmetrically and yelling at children to stay off said grass. So I'm not really about the whole drug dealing, shoot them up, bang, bang anymore. So if an old nigga give me old people music, I'm good. What say you guys? Have you guys had a chance to listen to it? Did you guys get title and or sprint to listen to it? <laughs> that's funny. No, I, uh, <laughs> no, somebody put it on my Dropbox, but that's what I can hear out there. <laughs> but, but I did get a chance to listen Reggie, to it. Young Cliff out here dropping dimes. <laughs> I didn't say who. I didn't say who. <laughs> I didn't say who. Oh. Sorry. It somehow ended up in my email, and I just had to... Had to see what was up, so yeah. Officer, I don't know how these drugs got here. I'm sorry, I don't even know what's happening right now. Go ahead, man. Well, anyway, but nah, you like I said, and for for the young folks who are basic and want to call it old folks music, I guess, man. But again, there's nothing wrong with the, with a the little mature maturity, you know, to go along go along with the rap. Like I said, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. See a side of a side of Jay Z that. Really, just with any artist, I think, for them to to bear to bear what to bear their soul, especially bear what he did, and the fact that he actually is still putting out good rap at his age. I mean, you just again, you have to just give him respect for it. You would think that a lot of people at his point in life would be complacent, and they would they could just rest on their laurels. But as we know, a lot has gone on in his life for. Well, I guess share with, you know, Beyonce. So a lot has gone on for like the past couple of years in the in the Carter household. So he, he shared it. He shared a lot of things from his past that I didn't even realize. So, again, it was just a pleasant surprise to listen to it. Not, not a lot of filler. I think only 10 tracks. So just easy listening and it got straight to the point. Yeah. Yeah, and I give it a I give it a very, very good review, man. Great recommendation on my part. What say you, yeah, old ass Demetrius? I thought, well, with me being old and you know, uh, I thought it was I thought it was really good. Like I'm a I'm a whole fan, uh, and I, I think he knew that Magna Carta wasn't it, so he needed to give the people like some something different. Like 
Manicar was cool. It had like the catchy songs on it, but this four 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 is like this is a different side. Like like Young Cliff said, this is a different side of the whole. He's talking about his mom. He's talking about some street shit that happened that niggas always talked about, but like he's actually talking about it now uh, on the album. He's talking about you know everything with Beyonce. I feel like he he answered a lot of what the speculation was with Lemonade and you know. Uh, the thing, the elevator scene with Salon, so I thought it was really good, man. Um, it's just good to see a different side and like not hear the typical Molly Percocet and I, I drag these women and hoes and like it's a grown hours talking about you know financial responsibility and all yep. kind of shit, man. So it was like it was it was good to hear something different other than what I'm used to. Yeah, I mean I really like you know what was that uh, Family Feud. Yeah. And he was like, I'll be damned if I buy another liquor when Puff still uh Puff selling Ciroc. Yeah, it's like, It's like you right, you right. I'm still not drinking Ciroc though. <laughs> so <laughs> I got you, I understand whole like I see where you're coming from. I man. got you. Uh, but, it makes it makes total sense what you're saying. It makes total sense, but E and J is five dollars. <laughs> and poor strong is the mantra. The poor is real, <laughs> and, it, and it shall be respected. Yeah, it shall, because the bottle of Ciroc is twenty-seven. The bottle of Ciroc is twenty-seven. I could fill up my car on Ciroc, so I'm, I'm gonna stick with this ENJ. But I got you. I mean, if a if a young person come up to me and say they want, you know. Some ENJ, I was like, slow your roll, homie. Go get you some Ciroc. Puff got Ciroc. Puff got man. Ciroc, young man. Build up your community. <laughs> build up your community. You don't have bills. You don't have bills of children. You can build up your community. Sir, do the right thing. Yeah. All right. What else? What else is there to talk about? Let's. Let's let's rewind. Let's go back to Raw real quick. Okay, we have the the greatest pay-per-view known to man coming up with Great Balls of Fire. That'll be that'll be this Sunday. You know, it's setting up to be a I what I believe should be a good pay-per-view. We got Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. And they have Samoa Joe looking like the aggressor more than they have Brock. And I hope this means a good match and not a squash match. That but, worries me. Yeah, especially when... It worries all of us. That worries me, man. <laughs> it worries all of us. Especially when the rumor mill is um, Brock versus Roman at SummerSlam. Yep. I think that's the next pay-per-view after whatever SmackDown's going to do. So it's it's kind of like okay, at least if that's the case, can you make Samoa Joe at least look good in the match and not not make him look like you know John Cena or Dean Ambrose or anybody else besides Goldberg? <laughs> For real, because yeah. Samoa Joe has he only has a good two or three years left in the tank to go at the rate that he does because the man is almost 40. Yeah. So we, we need a good, strong three, four years of just domination. Yeah. 
He can't get super beat, and then we have to try to build him up again. And what else we have? All right, we have Finn versus the Drifter. I don't know where this match came from. I don't know if this is a punishment on Finn. I have have an idea where it came from. What? I think it's more so of a a numbers game. It's like you got got Samoa Joe doing something. You got Roman Reigns doing something. You got all these people doing something. It's like, damn, we don't have nothing for Finn. Hey, who, who's that nigga? Uh, come, 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 feud with uh, Spin Balor. So I think it's just a numbers thing, man. Honestly, I think they're just trying to get him out the way and maybe hopefully, hopefully they have something set up for him for uh, SummerSlam. So that'd be good. I I agree completely with you, me. That this is, I think this is just a, a one-time thing. It's not a one-time thing. I think it's going to be very short. Like you said, they just got to find something for these guys to do with the next pay-per-view. Where. They just happen to have have nothing, and yeah, there we go. I got a question for you guys. All right. Do we here at the Armbar Chronicles like Finn Balor? Yeah, I do. Yes, I think it's something. It's something there. We haven't seen much at all, but it, it's something there. It's something there with him. It's all something right. there. Good. I think I got a. What's up? No, 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 go ahead, Swerve. He, he, he has it. <laughs> the cliche it that the man talks about, I think he, he has whatever that is. He has something. I got a hot take, man. I'm oh, I'm not it. I'm not behind Finn, dog. Oh, you're not with the movement? Dog. I'm not with the movement. <laughs> I'm not with the movement until he puts some more moves in his move set. True. Because if you look at his matches, even with... Um, even the matches he did with Samoa Joe and NXT, which I believe it was more so of the story that kind of propelled the the matches. Yeah. It's just drop kicks. It's it's that's it. I'm gonna hit you with a drop kick, I'm gonna hit you with a Pele kick, you're gonna get this kick on the apron, and I'm gonna finish it with doing a vertical drop kick from the top rope. And that's it. We got kicks. She's basically Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But faster. That's what I'm about 20 pounds lighter. That's and paint. <laughs> and paint. I, I see I see why you would say that, though. Like, I can see that because his matches haven't been, he hasn't had that signature match yet. We, ha- we haven't seen him a lot yet at all. But I do see why creative and you know, the heads of WWE are behind him. Like, it's something about when the camera, when you hit the camera, you just have that look. Like, that's that's the same kind of thing I think Finn has. So, right. I think he's going to still get that push. Like, he's the, he's the first WWE Universal Champion. So, he's going to, you know, he's going to continue to get looks, I think, once he gets past the drifter. But we'll see. We'll see. Cause... I think my main thing is about Finn, I mean, like I said, I'm, I actually like his moveset maybe a little bit more. Actually, I think probably a whole lot more than the Smuff. I think at least I'm I'm not as critical of it as you are Smuff. You definitely have great points. You are definitely spot on with it. I don't disagree with you at all with, with what you're saying because I pretty much had really the same feelings about, about DB back when he was 
back when he was, you know, real hot. I guess that's my like hot take on him. But but back to Finn, here's my main thing that I've always, you know, been trying to get about him character-wise. I don't know if I'm actually supposed to, or at least how I feel with the current iteration of current iteration of Finn Balor, and. And the funny thing is, I don't know how to feel about the current iteration. I don't know if if they should bring back, you know, the the demon character for whenever a big match, you know, comes around that actually that actually might even call for it. Because you know that was the main thing in NXT. In fact, I don't even think we've seen Demon Finn since he debuted on on the main roster. I think a lot of it's probably because of the fact that I think his second match he got injured in injured against Seth Rollins. Yeah. You know, for say universal championship mm-hmm. match, but yeah, he I, was I he the was the demon then. Mm-hmm. Said he was the was demon when he broke his shoulder. Oh, he, he did do the demon. Yeah, he sure you're right. He sure did. You're right. He sure did. I, you're right, Smuff. You're right, Smuff. I said Miss Randall that he did do it. You're right, but I just said I think the character right now because I think the character right now is a little bit too too stale. But like Beat said, I think because of the fact that he's intangibles, I think it's really it's really helpful to you know still still tread water right now. Because like you said, there is something there for him. I think he can be a big star and actually rise up above his above his size and actually to be something in the E. But I think the character can still be a little more fleshed out, especially if they're going to go with with this you know version of Finn for the foreseeable future. I mean the, the I mean the the greaser look. Like I said, they have to do something more than just looked, what they're doing now for me to actually, you know, fully invest, invest in, you know, a, a big Finn, Finn Balor run. He's like a like British said, Fonzie. Is basically <laughs> what he is. A British Fonzie. And I don't, it's like everybody for the most part who comes up there to the main, they get kind of stale. I mean, <clears throat> even like I think the only people who didn't go stale off top were the people who we didn't really get to see in NXT. That being Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, you know, Roman Reigns, um, Bray Wyatt, all of those people. We didn't get to see them. They, They weren't exposed as much as you know, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, Bailey. Like the network wasn't the network wasn't here when Seth Rollins and those guys came up. So it's like, oh shit, who are these people? They're with NXT. But now, you know, you see every match, every main event match was Finn Balor. So that's what you expect. And then they come up to the main well, we have 50 other main eventers that we got a slot time for. So we don't have time to put you in all of this face paint and actually make you do what you normally do that got you over in NXT. Let's just put you in this jacket and pop your collar awkwardly and give a bad promo because your promos suck. That sounds like Bailey. I really don't know what they're doing with Bailey. Um, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with Bailey, guys. Oh, I was done with Bailey. They, like I said, they, they've successfully they successfully buried a meat. I think there ain't no way around it, bro. 
I think her character didn't have much of a chance, honestly. Yeah, real. Like she's good. Like okay, we have to like, I guess preface this. She's great for kids, which is one of WWE's biggest markets, the kids. So she's great for little girls. But for us, man, it's just like, man, we over this. Like, what are you doing? No, no, like, this shit is goofy. Like I'm here. I'm here for the kid shit. Yeah. If if you got good wrestling. Like we know, uh-huh, we know Bailey can go in the ring. ring yeah. It's just yeah. everything that comes along with it is like we already knew. Even in NXT, she wasn't a good promo, but it's like every situation she puts in is kind of cringeworthy. So, like in Bailey's case, there, you, you just like this is really you have to turn her heel. How do you turn her heel, you say? That's the question. You still make it kiddish. Like, I'm thinking... I'm thinking on some gloomy type shit to the point where the wacky arm inflatable tube men, all of them are gray with frowny faces and angry faces. And she's just upset because she's losing and the the universe isn't on her side and the the people that she once you know looked up to and once supported like just have Lita come back in the storyline or something and talk down on her or something like that and just say oh you know I was a big fan of you guys and now you turn my back I can't believe it and I'm not hugging anybody anymore everybody gets handshakes or something <laughs> that like, would be funny yeah. she had like a, the hugger shirt with like crossed out with the anti yeah. anti-hugger yeah so you know the frown face yeah. <laughs> kind of make it kind of make it silly like they did Daniel Bryan when he went heel instead of saying yes he just screamed out no yeah so it's still enjoyable but something has to shake because this isn't working I can see that um but I was also thinking about definitely turning her heel would be good but then like keeping her character the same but making it like a thousand times more annoying. Like Bo Dallas on steroids. Like overly happy, but like putting down the city she's in and putting down her competitors. Like she's happy as hell, but negative in her happiness. Like like Bo Dallas was. Like kind of like that. Sort of, sort of even you know pre or even previous previous hill new day. To basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like happy. She, she come out there. Yeah, she come out there doing cartwheels and shit, and everybody's like, hit this hoe. God. Like, <laughs> niggas pissed when she come out there. So I don't care, though. Bo it can go either way. Bo either Dallas. Way, she got to go hit him. Bo Dallas was always a face to me. That <laughs> <laughs> was hilarious. <laughs> Smuff was a believer. I was, dog. I believe from day one. <laughs> and now since he's growing his beard, dog, he got to go to the Wyatt family. I was just about to. Is it time? It's time now. It's yes, time. Yes, it is. Because yes, I you got the beard, the hair. Like, do you that pop from the crowd when those two finally unite, nigga? It's like everybody know y'all brothers, nigga. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, dog, you you got to be growing that beard for a reason, nigga. Yeah. You ain't had that beard in I, NHT or the first four years of you being on main. Now man. this beard comes, okay. That shit gonna be so I don't know. Again, again, word on the street, Smuff. I forgot where I read this from, but apparently one of the other doesn't want to work with each other. I want to say I read somewhere that Bray, for some reason, 
doesn't want to work with, to work with Bo, Bo Dallas for some reason. I I mean, don't know I can me. I can I can see that you know he wants to take pride in his craft because the man did have a he was a journeyman as far as you know trying to come up with this gimmick and all of that stuff. He started from Husky Harris. He probably doesn't want his little brother or big brother, however that dynamic is. He probably doesn't want him to be a part of this. Like, hey, you go do your Bo Dallas thing, and we'll meet up at the family reunion for these noogies. But don't come around here. <laughs> if you see, like, your brother's basically the new age job squad, and you know, like, your movement is strong, and that, it just seems like they would come together, and he would look out for his brother. Like, his brother is, has been jobbing it, for a while now. It all depends on the relationship. <laughs> I mean, it all just think. It all depends on the relationship you have with your brother. If it's, if it's, if it's a loving relationship, you know, cool. All right, I see my brother struggling or whatever. I'll help him. If it's like a loving but competitive relationship, it's like, ha ha, nigga, you running around like fool. I'm dropping, <laughs> I'm dropping these gems and having house of horror matches. You better catch up, little nigga. I'll see you at dinner. Stroman. I made him too, nigga. Catch up. <laughs> I made Braun Strowman. He ain't finished with Roman because of me. Ha. <laughs> and then I bet you I also have JoJo too, man. I'm also remind you of that also. Oh, Brader, man. <laughs> I mean, that's the big joke. <laughs> Brader, man. I'm, I'm sorry about the infidelity, but Brader, man. Yeah. Your, your wife's got to understand that shit. <laughs> That whole pass need to come. I mean, it is what it is. Look, you gonna be with us or not? Me and her are happy. <laughs> Me and JoJo are happy. Are you gonna be with us? Uh, you you in this or not? I mean, yeah, we can take the infidelity, but it is what it is. We can get separate hotels. You, you gotta chalk up to the game. Speaking of chalk up to the game. <laughs> My bad, Smuff. What's up, dog? Rob Kardashian. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. I know. We're not ready yet. Okay. We're not ready yet. All right. Anything else on Raw? Again, again I think you, you briefly touched on it. Braun Strowman came back, and apparently they're going to get this good ambulance match with him and Roman Reigns. You know I mean? Oh. Any thought? Yeah. Braun Strowman beat the shit out of uh, Apollo Crews. <laughs> I didn't see the match, but I saw the gift. Bruh, yes. I saw a couple of gifts. No. Braun almost killed young Apollo. <laughs> he kicked him out of mid air. <laughs> out of oh. mid air. And he, he fell on his head, B. When I saw that, I was like, that nigga's dead. Like it's this. Real. He's like 300 pounds of muscle just dead. <laughs> it's like, no, it's Braun. Like, well, is, it was great seeing you on the main roster for this little bit, Apollo. We hardly knew the he, he kicked that nigga 205 Live. Which he should. And we should thank him for kicking him to 205 Live. Yeah. Speaking of, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's bring it back. See, we forgot something. We forgot about some more black excellence from last week. Speaking of Apollo Crews, which takes us to the Titus brand, which takes us to the picture that he took with LeVar Ball. Which takes us to the big baller brand, 
which takes us to Miz TV, which takes us to not LeVar Ball, but which one was it? LaMangelo? LaMelo. LaMelo on national television at 9 o'clock where most of the viewership is on Raw. He said, into the mic, beat that nigga ass. And he continued with another sentence that read, beat that nigga ass. Twice. He says, beat that nigga ass. Into the microphone. Into the microphone. We should have knew this segment was going to go to shit when uh, LeVar came out there running. That run? (laughs) That run? No, that run was like a little kid. Like, I I think LeVar Ball used to watch wrestling. I think he got a little bit too excited. He was living a good dream. But his kids didn't give him. One, they didn't care at all about no, what was going on. They really they thought that was done. uncool. You can tell Lonzo didn't really want to be there. He came out there in the in the flip flops. He came out there in slides. <laughs> like you can tell they ain't really want to be there. They don't know nothing about it. But I think Lavar may have watched a good Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes and the oh, and yeah. Four Horsemen and Terry Funk matches. So he was ready to do something. But not just, beat that nigga ass. I just wish I could have saw Vince Triple H face one when the beat that nigga ass came out, and two when when he took his shirt off and started doing ninja poses. And everybody was kung fu fighting moment from yeah, and, and talking during everybody's part. Bro, you can tell. No, Dean was kerfuffled. Didn't know what was going on. No. He was like, let's please just end this and let's start a match. Somebody they, wrestle they, somebody. They was like, wrap this shit up before exactly before LaMelo dropped an F bomb or N bomb. Y'all knew that they wanted that segment over right after the commercial break that said that the balls were out of the ring. And that, that was it. They just like, yeah, ball, they're gone. They're gone, yeah. y'all. They had to get them out of here. They got that squirted out the back. And I was like, oh, shit, that's what that's what kind of really had me upset about, I mean, not upset, but kind of worried about Wale. Because I'm like, Wale yeah. is cool, but you know, you got two black folk on back-to-back, and this one is a rapper who's yeah. kind of known for controversy a little bit. Like, I don't know how this is going to shake, but kudos to young Wale for keeping, yeah. it, keeping it clean, keeping it funky. <laughs> The good thing about Wale is he's an actual, he's a fan of wrestling. So he he respects it and he understands it. So he wasn't going to come out there and like completely coon it up. Like he did kind of coon it a little bit. Yeah. And that's understandable. Because I mean, who doesn't I mean, love a good coon session? Who doesn't love it? I love a good coon. <laughs> but I mean, you got to you gotta think of it like this. He's a hip hop star, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's a fan. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to mark out a little bit. Okay, you he know, yeah, he's gonna live the dream. Yeah, he's definitely just gonna live the dream. He did, he so, did. but he did. He didn't embarrass himself or the brand. So, 
you know, I'm sure they're gonna use him again yeah. for well, other events or something like that. Yeah, young Telangelo embarrassed everybody <laughs> by beating niggas' asses twice. <laughs> How do y'all? <laughs> let, me, let me repeat it for the guy in the back. One more, is it one more again? It's one more again. How y'all talk? How y'all talk at home? If you just ask your dad, oh, okay, beat that nigga ass or beat <laughs> that one. I'm not sure. I can't see that nigga's ass, so I'm just gonna beat that nigga's ass. Beat that nigga. Ass, he, uh, he repeated. He repeated like uh, the bar was like, son, what you say? No, no, beat that nigga's ass. Wait, like, like, what'd you say, boy? <laughs> what'd you say? Beat that nigga ass, dad. <laughs> I agree. So, the the raw plus Lamelo beat niggas asses on live TV is brought to you by Young Hurt himself, Rob Kardashian. Old ass Demetrius, please, please break down the the Rob Kardashian Black China stuff. But my, I, I jumped the gun on this segment. I apologize, fellas. It just got me excited. But uh, completely understand. Go ahead. So, what was yours, bro? As as uh, everyone should know, a young Rob Kardashian uh, was with uh, Madame Black China who is known for showing off her assets. Um, she was a former stripper. Well, I don't think, can you be a former, never mind. So she was a stripper at one point. And uh, I guess everyone knew that she was playing Rob, but Rob, Rob. So he gets on uh, the Instagrams and, and the Twitter and airs out everything. All the hurt. Uh, it was amazing. It was amazing because you never see a dude really go through it like that. I feel like the whole time I was like, where's this nigga's friends? Like, why, why are they letting him get these tweets off? <laughs> right. It was so many tweets and Instagrams. Like, the chopper was singing for a good work day. And another thing. Why do you have, you have so many points? Whatsoever, and you just had to tune in to what was going to happen next. This was like forget must see TV. Like I said, this is like must see tweets, like, must like must see on IG, y'all. That was and the and the crazy thing, like no one really had any sympathy for Rob, nope. because I mean Rob is a part of this story, but if you look at the backstory, Black China was with Tiger who dropped Black China for Kylie who's Ky- who's Rob's brother in order for Rob, uh, Black China to get back at Tiger she said fuck it I'm gonna be a part of this family too let me find the brother what's up brother and then I don't think Tiger was checking she said shit there's a lot of money in this damn family let me drop a baby. Child support. Goodbye. Saw that shit a mile away. Everybody knew. Everybody there to 
Except for Rob Kardashian. They started talking about T.I. and threesome. It was like, come on, nigga, you're embarrassing yourself. No, no. I I laughed at that because my my nigga Rob was letting it sound off. Like, you do not type at me, player. (laughs) Rob Rob was like, I know you ain't talking (laughs) to me. Everybody getting this work tonight. Let me put everybody everybody get it. I ain't got no aim on the chopper. Everybody just getting it. That nigga Rob came on Twitter was like, man, they shut down my Instagram. They thought they was gonna stop me though. <laughs> y'all gonna get, y'all gonna get these stories. No, that shit was funny. Like if you look on his Twitter now. Just about every tweet has 50,000 retweets. Yeah. Like, my man was out here. Yeah. That was remarkable. That shit was everywhere. Yes. <laughs> it was like, hey, Rob is going off. Rob, where's Rob? Rob done took a picture of a nigga in his bed in a bathroom talking about, I can't believe this is happening. That was the funniest picture ever. My nigga posted. Oh, he was unbothered. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he was unbothered. I'm not I, I don't know what you guys are doing, but this bathroom is is Hawaiian silky. Let me tell y'all something. Where y'all getting sheets from? Cause I am comfortable. You hear me? You got some, you got some more Tahitian treat in the back. Please bring that. Y'all got some Kool-Aid downstairs. <laughs> It was posted. I still got some Girl Scout cookies in the cupboard. <laughs> Let me get them. Short breads. Short breads are s'mores, man. Let me get yeah. them. The thin mints in the freezer. Alright, man. You know, I'll come down once the bathrobe is out the dryer. I need a warm bathrobe. I need some kind of robe situation. <laughs> At all times. And then came downstairs like Rick Rude. Nigga, everybody be quiet while I take my robe off. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, China. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, good times. Yeah, that shit was hilarious, B. That was great. I love stuff like that happens, man. I do. (laughs) I do, because it's funny. It ain't dealing with me, and I really don't care about the outcome. Yep. Just make me laugh in the moment. And Rob wasn't here for you or your niggas. Not at all. Everybody got work. Because <laughs> when, when T.I. came, he was like, dude, you acting like a duck. Oh, I got dirt on you, B. Who you talking to? Who the Hold up. Who the fuck you think you checking? Y'all, y'all must don't know Rob got time and nothing but time today. <laughs> Talk to himself in third person and shit. <laughs> you know, call everybody a jabroni. Alright, so we discuss we discuss Raw, we discuss SmackDown, we discuss Rob Kardashian. And old ass Jay Z lyrics. <laughs> I think that's about it. 
let's get into these good predictions and, and wrap this thing up for for great balls of fire. I thought we were never ever gonna say the pay-per-view name or the yeah. I'm gonna call it I'm gonna call it Gaboff. <laughs> that's alright with y'all. All right, Gaboff it is. Gaboff. Yeah. yeah, rather that than that's still the fucking dumbest name ever. Ever. Alright, uh, real quick. I watched 205 Live. Shit was terrible. Uh, Titus O'Neil came out, did some shit. Oh, uh, he promoted the Gaboff kickoff with Neville and Tazawa. Uh, and the main of, I'm gonna fast forward. Uh, TJ Perkins was out there dabbing like an idiot. Uh, Dabs in frustration. Rich Rich Swan was out there dancing and shit. Uh, Gentleman Jack Gallagher, the nigga with the mustache and the umbrella. He's apparently about to feud with the Brian Kendrick. The Brian Kendrick, the best homeless wrestler ever. <laughs> uh, and the main event was Rich Swan versus, versus TJ Perkins, and Rich Swan won. He needs to cut his fucking hair, though. Uh, so that's my 205 Live recap because I came in last for the last pay-per-view that we did predictions on. Uh, yeah, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> All right. Predictions, though. <laughs> <laughs> predictions. <laughs> All right. Predictions. Uh, it's actually eight matches on, the, on this card, including the kickoff. Um, so how, how do y'all want to do it? Same way? Is it half... Half point for the kickoff match. Yeah, let's do a half point for the kickoff match. I think we already know Samoa Joe's not winning uh, yeah. that match, so we probably can leave that at a one point. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's make the women's match two. That's okay. Alexa and Sasha, right? Yep. Yeah, let's make the women's match two and... Who who's Roman facing? Braun. Braun Strowman and Amb- the ambulance match. No. Uh, y'all want to do Enzo and Big Cat or no? No. I think this is a predictable pay per view. Yeah. Yes, uh, it's probably not gonna be much. We can just uh, fuck. We gonna just keep that two points then? Only have one two pointer on this one. Yeah, let's make it one two pointer. Cause honestly, for me, I mean, it's a predictions, but honestly, for me, I think we all may have all the same answers. Yeah, I can't watch two or five live again, though, guys. I almost died. All right, so <laughs> go ahead and get started. So with the kickoff match, it will be Neville versus uh, the Titus Titus O'Neil. The brand uh, wrestler Akira Tozawa for the Cruiserweight Championship. I'm going with I'm going with Neville, but I'm also I'm gonna have a hot take. Yeah. If they're given enough time, this probably will be the best match on the card. If they're given enough time. But I'm going with Neville. All right. Young Cliff? 
also, Tazara's not getting the belt. <laughs> no, especially not on uh, the kickoff match. No. All right. I'm going with Neville as well. And I do think they'll get some, they should get some time, though, because they are the kickoff match. So they'll probably get, I don't know, what, about 15, maybe 15, 20 minutes, hopefully. Yeah, I'm so thinking 20 minutes. Should. 20 minutes could showcase everything. Yeah, I, I think that would be good. Um, Next, we're going to go with Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going with... I'm going with Seth. Bray loses everything. Bray is a heel, Sami Zayn. The accuracy. They just lose. Unfortunately. Seth. 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 There's no reason why he said the WWE has given me a reason to believe in Bray Wyatt. And Seth just got the 2K18 cover. He's not losing, B. Yeah, he's not losing. Yeah, I'm going with Seth as well. Okay. Um, we have The Miz with Maurice, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel versus Dean Ambrose. And this is for the Intercontinental Championship. Do don't, we care about this match? Don't care. Um, I'm going to go with The Miz just because I don't like Dean with titles. He's a, he's a better chaser, and he's bad at chasing. <laughs> Somebody else that the WWE machine has chewed up and spit out. Like you said, Miz, yeah, Miz retains. Gosh, man. Maybe if we have more time, we can talk about. Why Dean Ambrose in the situation he's in, but we just give him these good predictions and it's a miss. Yes. Alright. Uh, I'm going with Dean for the win. Uh All right. because because Miss is getting disqualified. So no the title won't change. Mm. Yeah. That should yes. be a good one. Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Hardy Boys. That should be a good one with a lot of botched swanton bombs. <laughs> like, now y'all, y'all notice Jeff doesn't even really do a swanton bomb anymore. He really just front flips onto Sheamus. Yeah, and it just lands on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it is not... It is not his head onto the ab, no homo. It is just straight back on the <laughs> stomach. But I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Seamus and Cesaro. Oh, I want to say Seamus and Cesaro as well. There's something in me that that thinks that maybe a, a, a championship Hardy Boys, or at least the Hardy Boys of the championships, may be able to put over the other rest, the other wrestling, you know, 
the other hill groups like the Revival or whatever somewhere down the line, but and, and plus the Hardy Boys actually still get some strong pop, so shoot, this one actually could have been the second two parter, but we already we already said there's gonna be one, so I mean we can we can always make it too. It's our show. Right. We got to uh, yeah. wait on old ass Demetrius. With my old ass internet. What's up, uh, man? <laughs> oh, young Cliff just made a point. You want to make you want to make the Iron Man match a, a two pointer? All right, let's do that. All right, we got another two pointer. Right. Smoke, you got uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah, so, Cliff. Cliff got the hardest. Explain, please. Somehow, what's up? I said, explain, please. We we got we got time. <laughs> I think some somehow some way. I think Big Show inserts himself somehow. I guess assert in this match because, like I said, as again, again, since we have time, I just want to touch on this a little bit. <clears throat> since we really, since we didn't say it at all during the raw segments, but. Say what, you, say what you want about the breakup of breakup of the realest guys in the room, but they actually have been breaking, actually bringing you know the emotions of their promo. They actually made it a whole lot more. At least made me invested in a whole lot more than I thought that I would be. And while I think it might be a straight up match for a little bit, I think somehow, some way, Big Show, Big Show gets involved. I don't know if it's going to be enough to actually have have Enzo actually win. Win the match, win the match, so to speak. Because again, I think this is definitely a build up for a big cast run. Actually, you know what? Forget it. Big show, big show interfering. Cast gets, I think, the win somehow. I mean, Enzo gets the win somehow, some way because of Big Show's interference. I, I see Big Show getting involved with this one, and the cast, cast the next big mm. feud is going to. With him. I want to say I that going to kick it off. Cliff is getting to watch 205 Live. Yeah. Because they're about, the boy, they're about to put a rocket to Big Cass back. They've been wanting to put a rocket on his back. Um, I'm yeah, going, you're right, but I, I'm just looking at the fact that, you know, they have to. Ex- and do y'all see this actually extending this feud between Enzo and Cash, you know, extending beyond the pay per view, or this one off thing like, yeah, Big Cash just gets rid of him, gets rid of him here, yep, and we just gonna go on, go on, and like you said, put the rocket, rocket on Cash. It's gonna be, it's gonna be just like the old school tag team feuds. It's like they'll have one match or so, and then the one that is worth less money down the road it's just going to be in obscurity mm-hmm. so just think of like <clears throat> think of like the Rockers I think they only had like maybe one match and that was it and then Marty Jannetty was 
trying to make the new rockers with Al Snow. (laughs) (laughs) While Shawn Michaels is already a two-time world champion and all that stuff. He's out of here. DX, everything. Marty Jannetty is trying to make the new rockers in 1996 on an 85 gimmick. <laughs> Fuck out of here, Marty Jannetty. I'm, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Big Cass. Fuck out of here, Marty Jannetty. <laughs> <laughs> Marty Jannetty was tripping. He ain't having it. <laughs> Nineteen ninety six, nigga. We out here showing uh, women and we cussing and doing <laughs> DX out here. Like, what are you doing? You up here in sequins and running and fucking <laughs> playing. We're <laughs> not gonna take it. No, we ain't gonna take it. <laughs> we out, we out here in the attitude era, and you out here with some wristbands. Fuck the fuck out of here, Marty Jannetty. <laughs> <laughs> you out here trying to come out this, dog? No, no. <laughs> Turn your outfit down, fam. <laughs> Loud ass colors. Fuck out of here, Marty Jannetty. Uh, I'm going. I'm gonna go with Big Cass, man. Yeah. I do think Young Clip is on to something. I think, uh, of course, Big Cass is gonna win. I don't see it being much of a a long match. It's 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 seven matches on this card, so I don't see it being a long match. I think he's gonna beat him. And then after the match, he's gonna start pummeling him, like beating him up some more. And then Big Show's gonna come out then and maybe set up something, but yeah. I don't think it'll be much, man. Yeah, I think, I think if anything, it'll be Big Cass is gonna win decisively, like you said, beat him up after the bell is rung or whatever for the win. Big Show comes out there, that sets up Big Show versus Big Cass with Enzo in Big Show's corner for yeah. uh, let's just say SummerSlam or something. Because we all know in an old school fashion, in order for the big guys to get their feet wet, they normally work with other big guys first. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll probably get that. Like like you see when even, I mean, the matches were great for what they were, but Braun doing his single matches and yep. Big Show was working with him. Yep. So we'll probably see that. So next, we're going to go ahead and um, the ambulance match, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Roman. You got Roman smoke? Yeah. They booked Braun too strong to win, if that makes sense. No, you definitely agree. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I can say that as much as as, as much as I would actually like to like to see see Braun win. I think I'm going to give my, my spill spill on the entire the Roman thing. So I won't do it again. But I'm actually I, I, I would actually tolerate a, a Brock Roman match at SummerSlam instead of waiting seven months to get a WrestleMania moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe the next show again. This is a teaser for you, good listeners. Maybe the next show we can actually tell you a way to actually get Roman over and actually put a potential program with him and Brock Lesnar and actually make it a real feud instead of instead of some one-off, give him a WrestleMania moment or, or, whatever, or whatever or whatever BS Vince is trying to do, whatever 10th, the 10,000th attempt to try to get Roman over. 
maybe maybe you know we will talk about that at the next show. But I'm a smuff. I have to see Roman winning, and I think that's why they're having this match, just so the loser won't get pinned and won't lose their won't lose too much of the heat. So you know, you know, the only way to get Roman over is if you go in the time machine and you murder John Cena, so John Cena doesn't happen, and if you get all the smart wrestling fans, all the smarts out there, if you don't give them tickets to come to the shows, that's they mess the, up everything. That's the only way Roman is going to get over. I mean, with with the internet the way it is, everybody has everybody has podcasts as we do because we're professional podcasters, and everybody <laughs> everybody has blogs. Everybody has down John Cena. To the to the nth degree, I mean, it's not as bad as it was since John Cena. We only get to see John Cena four or five months out of the year now, so he's kind of a an attraction as opposed to a full timer. And but people still compare Roman to John Cena, the John Cena that we all hated. So I doubt if Roman is ever going to get over unless he just. Turns heel like him and Bailey need to turn heel in order for shit to work. Yeah, agree. That's pretty much the only way. Um, I'm going with Roman as well. I don't see Braun winning, um, so I'm just going with Roman. All right. Uh, next, we got Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks for the WWE Raw Women Women's Championship. Mm, fuck it. Uh, I'm going with Alexa. All right. <laughs> Same here. Like I said, that this if if they actually had more consistent, strong booking for Sasha instead of having her be on two or five live, the absolute nerve events. <laughs> I could believe in a in, in a title change, but right now, I would actually I would actually dig this feud going into SummerSlam and beyond. Actually, again, both of them are the best talkers on the women's roster right now. So I'd actually, I, I would like to see this go beyond the paper, go beyond the pay per view with the terrible name. So I got Alexa in round one, hopefully. Got yeah, Alexa. Um, damn, about to do it again. I think Alexa will win. Um, and I think this will set up, hopefully, like maybe a triple threat or. Something for SummerSlam coming up. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, and finally, we have for the WWE Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar Brock. versus. It doesn't even matter, Brock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody has Brock. Yeah, you got Brock. Yeah, I got Brock. Pray we get at least 15 minutes. I need, I need a good 10 minutes. But the same way that they did with Braun, they booked Samoa Joe too strong for Brock Lesnar. So it kind of gives it away. I think this is going to be a strong six-minute match. Six, seven-minute match. If that. I mean, I just hope they don't bury... Well, not bury, but I, I hope they don't make Samoa Joe look super weak. You know... I mean, you can you can make Brock look like a monster, but still, you're gonna have exactly. to. The, the build up is. What's up? The build up was too. 
you know, like I said, the buildup was too great, you know, for for this just to be, like I said, uh, a, a three-minute Brock Lesnar squash, man. Like I said, Samoa Joe has to sell some offense. Uh, like you like you said, Smith, we only got about another three good years of Joe left, and it doesn't need to be squandered all all, all, all in the effort, you know, to, 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 to make Roman look strong whenever he goes over Brock, man. Like I said, Samoa Joe... So it needs to be protected this as well, man. So, Please do right by him, man. He's, he's been too great right now for this for him to be wasted in this match. I don't care, dog. Samoa Joe is a national wrestling treasure. Like I'm like looking at him now, I'm really upset with myself that I did not watch TNA at least yeah. for just Samoa Joe segments because mm-hmm. I'm like, dog, I I missed out on this man. Cause he, and and just talking to people who actually watch TNA, is probably like two of them. They were like, "Yeah, Samoa Joe was even triller back then." And I'm like, "Oh man, cause this That's man, this man is giving people fades and catching hands and like if he does a tag, if he does a triple threat match with the Clap Brothers, that's gonna be the best wrestling Negro match ever." Somebody can call a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch or a pussy. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, they let Brock get away with that now. Brock called everybody a bitch and a pussy. He the only person. <laughs> we, that's all the predictions. Yeah, man. That's it. It's eight predictions. Um, it's a full very full card. Um, so we'll see how it goes, oh man. Kick off this Sunday. And we got about the same things. So. Yeah. Which which one is different? Uh, I think the, end, I, the Enzo Big Cash one, man. Because I, yeah. I don't want to thought that big it, show somehow was going around. Enzo Big Cash is different. And uh, the Iron Man tag team match is different. With Reggie being, yeah. <laughs> being the difference. So Reggie, Reggie's either going to win great <laughs> or get his 205 live on. <laughs> it's all on you, young Cliff. It was, either one. It ain't no, ain't no fucking in between. It's not. Either, either, running away, either running away with it or, or again, I'll be the, the latest 205 guy. But yeah. Yeah. Like I said, man, I, I had to get bold to bold up. Somewhere, man, man. Like I said, I, I, I could end, end up rolling seven or get snake eye. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, either way, I think this is going to be a predictable pay-per-view, but at the same time, I think we should be in for uh, a handful of good matches. You know, mm-hmm. probably with Sasha and Alexa in particular. I think if they're if, if given enough time, they should do work. Uh, Tazawa and Neville should do work. We already know Seamus, Cesaro, and the Hardys. They they have 30 minutes, so they should do enough work and Jeff kill himself as per usual. Oh, shit. What's up? I just thought I just did math. I just did some quick Negro math. So Cesaro and Seamus got 30 minutes. So that leaves six matches to cover... What, like two hours? Two and a half. Two and a half? And you already got Seth and Bray on the card. 
Roman and Braun on the card. That's going to be Roman and... Okay, Roman and Braun probably will be 15. They're going to do a lot of outside shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Alexa and Sasha should get 20? Can they I, get 20, 15, 20? I hope so. Shit, yeah. Sorry, Samoa Joe. <laughs> Samoa <laughs> Joe getting that quick five. It's not looking good. That's it, that's it, that's it. It's either that match or the Enzo Big Cash match. Oh, yeah. The Big Enzo Cash Big Cash, 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 Cash is going to be quick. That should be less than 10. It should be less than 5. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking a smooth 3. He's going to beat the shit out of Enzo. <laughs> I think a, a big boot. Enzo may do a low blow, try to fly off the top. Cass is going to catch him. Slam him, hit him with the Empire Elbow, one, two, three, beat him up some more, big show. Yeah. The whole segment should be under eight. Three minutes. Including Enzo's rap into the ring. Yeah. Enzo is already going to be in the ring. They're going to job him out. (laughs) (laughs) Like they do on Round SmackDown. He's just going to be in the ring from commercial break. All right, we got anything else? We actually did pretty good cutting out the other segments because we had to talk about the Uso so much. We had to talk about that, guys. That was important. It was important for the culture. I mean, if you didn't know, for those who listen and don't know us, we are three black guys, so we have to make sure that the black people are represented in this show. You know what? Because they they ain't getting championships, so we might as well express our love for them now. Thanks, Vince. No, so, so they might as well get these shout outs here, here yeah. on the Arm Bar Chronicles, man. Yeah. Anybody who appreciates who appreciates them and what they're doing, it's us. So. Yeah, except props, props to all black guys. Except Apollo Cruz. Folks who are man. almost black. Shout, shout out to Apollo Cruz. No, no, we don't appreciate Apollo Cruz. Hey guys, can we uh can we do a black wrestler appreciation show? Sure, we can do that next week. <laughs> Next week is Black gonna, Black Wrestler Appreciation we're gonna, Show. We're just going to shout out all the blacks. Especially Ahmed Johnson, the man who, if it wasn't for him, none of us would like wrestling. Well, none of us, meaning me. And Young Cliff. And Young Cliff. Because <laughs> Ahmed Johnson I mean, is yeah, man. I was about to say, I you too, so when you, you mentioned him. Oh, yeah. We got we got to shout out to Godfather for shouting out for for representing for his holes and for the holes, you know, paved the way for Black China to get up on Rob. <laughs> we thank you, Godfather. All right, y'all got anything else before we wrap this thing up like a baby? And I'm Young good, Cliff is man. oh Young Cliff is back. All right, I'm good, bro. Y'all good. All right. <laughs> well, that's the show, man. You know. Just want to leave y'all with a message. Um, no matter what you're going through, don't exert your hurt like young Rob. Talk to a therapist. Don't talk to your whole Please Twitter don't. feed. Don't tweet through it, bro. Don't, don't tweet do through it. it. No, just pay the, pay the 35 a session for the therapist. Don't tweet through it. Please. Your therapist can't screenshot your words, B. And get some get some real friends around you guys. Get some real friends. Thank you. Thank you. With that said, get some real friends. Find Jesus. <laughs> that's 
Let's wrap this thing up like a baby. Shout, shout out to Jesus. Shout out to Jesus. Right. Shout out to the stoop. Shout out to Jesus. Shout out to the stoop. Hopefully we'll have a great pay-per-view with G-Boff. And everybody just hold it down. We'll see y'all later. All right, y'all.